I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Happy Halloween, Kills. Oh, that's the name of a movie. Happy Halloween, Kills. Happy Halloween, 2018. 1978. Kills? This is a very, this is a way to start a podcast. Welcome to the eighth episode of the official Nerd Talk podcast, Geek to Speak. I am your host, Sean. And joined as always is my co-host, Josh, sandworm writer, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? Hey, Josh. What was the name? <laughs> Sandworm Rider. Oh, okay. I heard. I heard. Santa Rider. I clearly got the you know blah 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 part, but I did not know what you said after that. That's why I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, and that gets played into what I'm gonna mention later on. But anyway, hi. Hello there. We're back. We are in person again. That's gonna be the, the future of this podcast is in person. Oh, that's usually how they're done. <laughs> Crazy. So we recorded the last episode on week 7 of our school, and now we're on week 10 of school, so it's been a bit, even, even though the episodes will come out, like, three days apart, four days apart. We have, like, five weeks left in school. That's crazy. For the semester, that's crazy. Still. <laughs> Movies happened, Josh. They did. We saw some of them. But more than just that, we shot some of them. We <gasps> uh, made a movie this past weekend. I did! And I'm shooting mine this next week. Crazy. It is. So, Josh, you mentioned your short film last week. What is that about? I did. It's about a filmmaker that decides to make a documentary about minimum wage workers and chooses a movie theater to be the subject for his film. But little does he know, no one goes to that theater, so in order to make the dramatic film he wants, he has to make the workers' lives a living hell. And it was a hell of a lot of fun to shoot. I'm in it. He is! And he's the lead. My girlfriend's also in it. She is! She's great! She's great. I love her. But it's really interesting. You guys, you watched this film probably in 2022. When it's actually public F- Figuring that out. Um, I am wearing a stuffed bra in one scene, so that's enough cause to go watch this. <laughs> it's a very fun film. It's very, very silly. If you're okay with hard language, you can watch this film. I mean... The F word is said a lot. Look, if, you, if you're used to my language in this, then you'll be fine with the film. There are a lot of weird antics in it. It's very fun. And as I said last weekend, or last episode, I am shooting my film, and it's about uh, cooperative dreaming, and hijinks because of that would it be isn't necessarily hijinks or more psychological it's low jinx not hijinks oh okay okay gotcha gotcha Uh, as long uh, as we as long as we defy which jinx it is then it's all good jinx like the pokemon yes i don't know anything about that cool anyway halloween is today 
Well, today is actually the Wednesday before Halloween. Shh, don't tell them that. Like, this comes out on Halloween. So, today, Joss... Joss? No? Do not compare me to him. <laughs> what are you dressing up as today, Josh, on Halloween today? Well, sir, I am Ted Lasso. I'm from the TV show Ted Lasso. You see me with my soccer ball here and my words of antics? Yes. Your what? My words of antics. Cool. I usually use alliteration, but right now I can't think of any alliterations to alliterate with. Great mustache on your face. I can totally see right now. Yes, but the mu- the mustache is very real, as it normally is. So, on Halloween Day, we're going in... On Sunday, but today's Wednesday. I am going to be Shaggy Rogers. I'm going to be Velma. Velma has a last name. I can't remember it. Dink? No. Well, hold on. I'm going to Google Does it. she have a last name? Dinkley? I think it's Dinkley. Velma Dinkley, yes. All right, then. It's, there's Norval Rogers, and that's Shaggy Rogers. There's... What's Daphne's? <laughs> Daphne... Hold on. There's two. It's Fred Jones, Daphne... Hold on. Daphne... Daphne Wood. That's right. I'll be Shaggy, and we're going to be Velma, it's really fun. We're going to go to a haunted trail on Halloween night. Ooh. Back here, we're all going to watch Beetlejuice or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. So, we also have news again, Josh, because we're back to news. It's, it's the news that's happened since last recording. News never existed until we talked about it. No. <laughs> news has all stopped. The Ex- world has stopped until we were ready for it to start again. Exactly. But before news, normally you talk about a Disney Channel or the movie. And at least for right now, we're gonna put them on their, as their own episodes, like their own little mini, like twenty minute episodes instead. See, see how that works. Um, they might come back into the episodes again later on. We'll but, find out. But right now, right now it seems easier to record them after we record these episodes because they just they take extra time to go out and our way to go do. Next episode will be about Halloween Town because it's our Halloween special for twenty twenty one. Well, which Halloween Town, Sean? Because we've already talked about the first. Two. Josh? But what's it called? Is it not called Halloween Town 2? It's Halloween Town 2, Salazar's Revenge. No, Calabar's Revenge. Yeah, it's not Salazar's Revenge. Like the Chamber of Secrets? Yes, this is, it was the crossover that no one ever expected. Okay. Whew, that's weird. So Disney Channel original movies are watched because you're seeing how the biggest me- media company on Earth caters towards solely children with a large sample size of our short period of time. That's actually why the podcast was originally started, the idea of that. Well, it was more the idea of let's lose our minds to watching all the Disney Channel movies. Right. And they definitely rated in quality, and they're all like at least somewhat fun, and children will be entertained by them. So definitely check out our talks on that. The one that came out last will be the 13th year, and the one that comes out next is Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, you said? Not Salazar Slytherin's Revenge? Correct. Cool. They will be put back into main episodes maybe at some point, but for now, time will tell. All right, Josh, here's a question I have for you. What is one positive movie experience that you've had since we last recorded in July until our last episode? One positive movie experience? Yeah, that we've, that we've not like seen together. So from July through our last recording. So that we haven't seen together. I genuinely loved watching Free Guy. That was, was a great one. It was a lot of fun. I'll, I also cannot get Bo Burnham's inside out of my head, and I watched that in July. Uh, CEO entrepreneur. <laughs> Uh, I would have to say No Time to Die. Uh, that was a really good experience. Not only was it a really great movie, but it was a great ending for Craig's Bond. And now he has more free time to make as many Knives Out sequels as possible. Knives Out casting has already finished, guys. It finished filming. Yeah, it's crazy. We talked about casting months ago, and now it's done. The movie's finished. Crazy. But yeah, Free Guy was great. The Suicide Squad a lot of fun. There's a lot of movies that have happened that we've enjoyed. Yes. And so now... We talk about sad news on about movies. Oh, no, no. This is a bad segue. I am very sorry. So... <laughs> what good segue would there have there's been? There's no good segue to this. So, 
if you are not familiar with the uh, IATSE, they were going on strike. They are people who are grips, gaffers, um, PAs, anyone who is a, a below the line, like lower level position on a film set who are doing the actual work on the film set usually, hands-on stuff. They are usually a part of this union. And this union unionized. Yeah. For yes. A, for a strike. Uh, because of very poor working conditions, they are asked to do very long hours for not enough pay for difficult jobs and then get up early the next morning to be able to do it again. They're asking for enough sleep, have shorter weekends, have shorter days, get paid more, have good safety regulations, you know, stay sane and healthy. Yes. Very minimum good things to have. Yes. And because things are still being discussed, and on the set of the film Rust, there was poor working conditions, so numerous people walked out on set because poor working conditions and we were fed up at this point, and that makes sense. A tragedy struck with... How do best to describe this? Josh, you can start with this. So, for anyone that doesn't know exactly how special effects work for film, especially when it comes to handguns, when you, uh, especially in modern films, you never use um, a hand, you never use a real handgun on set ever. That's just well, usually the real guns, but without real bullets. Yes, correct. So they usually either use blanks, or they will add it, or they will add the effect in um, in post because that is way safer than using blanks. Because blanks oftentimes can release shrapnel whenever they are fired. People can get injured, and in this case, someone died from it. It is a rare enough occurrence for it to happen. Uh, he was told uh, Alec Baldwin ended up killing the cinematographer of the film Rust. Alec Baldwin thought that the prop gun was as it normally was supposed to be, with blanks, and that nothing was off, but apparently, um, as it has continued to be reported and discussed and figured out, apparently some people were using the gun offset with real bullets and firing them, and they had not changed it or replaced the gun um, when they gave it back to Alec Baldwin. There's usually a, a system of steps between every single take making sure the gun is a cold gun. He was even told this is, he is being handed a cold gun. After the incident happened, the gun fired and he accidentally killed uh, Hel Helena Hutchins is her name? Mm -hmm. The cinematographer of the film yes. and injured the director. Right. Uh, once that happened, he kept repeating words while they handed a hot gun. He was completely in complete shock. This is not Alcohol's fault. This is a systemic problem in film, not a anyone's fault on set necessarily. The armorer was not trained well enough either. When they were hired, they had told in interviews beforehand that they were not as a super experienced armorer, which isn't a great thing to hire, but also the problem is hiring people on set right now people are walking out because of bad conditions, so you have to get what you can get, but at the cost of safety. So therefore, don't do that. Treat workers better. This is a tragedy, and it's horrible. Our thoughts go out to the family. Check how the set is doing their, their operations. Make sure it's okay and healthy. If it, if it is not safe, if it is not healthy, please bring up these concerns and make sure that the proper people are making sure that it is safe enough. And if they do not care, walk out and make sure everyone follows you and demands that they are safe. So... On a different note... How different is different? Because sometimes different can mean very weird. You're pausing. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Josh! Well, again, what an amazing segue. Moving to a happier tone because the ISO strike is a big deal and the what's affecting the film right now is also a big deal and I want people to pay attention to it. So this news is about Will Poulter, the man from We're the Millers, I the man from Maze Runner. <laughs> I rewatched We're the Millers like two weeks ago. It was weird. So... People would have thought he was cast in this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as this uh, Space Jesus-like character. Adam Warlock. Man. Yes, Adam Warlock. And it's, first off, 
he already had to grow up. He already is an adult now. He was a teenager or a young, young adult playing all these roles. Life can change you. Don't expect him to not have the, the ripped abs, guys. He's playing space Jesus made in a perfect body. If Chris Pratt can go from being like chubby, chubby Andy Dwyer to like jacked, ripped um, Star-Lord, then Will Poulter can easily bulk up as well. Also, I have seen him in literally nothing, so I am indifferent to those castings. I've seen him in a few things. We're the Millers. He was funny in it. Um, ba Black Mirror Banner Snatch. He was good in that. Bambi. Yes. Bambi. Um, the Rock of his SNL sketch. Yes. The movie Detroit. Uh, fucking incredible in that he was horrifying in the best possible way, and he easily made that movie so great. And I was pissed that he did not get an Oscar nomination for it. What I think is really funny about this is people who have never read a single comic in their goddamn lives have complained about. He's playing Adam Warlock. You don't even know who Adam Warlock is. Like it's it's crazy to me. Uh, like I know who the character is because also he's a big part of many Marvel comic events from like the seventies ish onward. But people who just saw that one teaser, Guardians Two, like, look, it's Adam Warlock. I know everything about him now. Like I I pretend to know I know things about comics, but when I was twelve and Avengers came out, the post credit scene and it was Thanos, I was just like, who 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 was that man? Who was that? Um, That's that... the Conqueror, right? Oh, okay. So, Josh, yay or nay? I get that, yay. Indifferent yay for me. I like, he's got cool eyebrows. They're running away from him. They're like <laughs> trying to leave his face. Anyway, DC Fandom! Wild! So much news! Oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> we got trailers. We got teases for teases for teases trailers. And did we watch any of this when it happened? No. We were also on a set of mine when it happened. We were! That's right. Yeah, crazy. So, we got a, a teaser for a teaser for the Flash trailer, apparently. It's, it's a, a teaser trailer. It's a teaser trailer. They kept saying, this isn't a teaser trailer. It's that's a video how it works. thing. Like, that's a, te a teaser for a teaser trailer is when trailers on YouTube have like those five seconds right. to introduce you. That's what that is. This was a teaser trailer. It's a short one. It's fine. It's mostly teasing Batman, but it's fine. This whole movie is going to be teasing Batman, if we're being honest. Honestly, I... And kind of excited for this. It's a mix of a lot of Flash stories at once. And I think that's fine. Because they're doing this a lot of mo Flash's most well-known things. And it, it makes sense for him to do kind of universal stuff. I just, want, things. I just want our theory to come true about it. the Injustice timeline. Making that the new Nightmare timeline. And, and whatever else we said about it. Speaking of her now, we did see Sasha Kelly as Supergirl. Yes. In this. Fade out in the background, but she was there. Yeah. And there's two Barry Allens. One of them has got to be evil. Yes. I, I've, I've seen enough movies to know that he will be evil. The one with longer, shaggier hair. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, if you've ever seen a movie in your life that has two characters and one that they've never met before but they look the same, one of them is evil. I'm willing to bet it's the one that just appeared. From the other universe. Crazy. Did From he, Michael Keaton's universe, probably. How much you want to bet that he killed his mom? That's why I'm, I think he's going to be Eobard Bond. Like, like that, they're going to make him be the reverse Flash. Yeah. So now he's also wearing what looks like kind of like a Red Death-ish look. Red Death is in a universe where everyone is Batman, pretty much, and almost all of them are evil. My thing with that, that sounds cool. My thing, I'm willing to bet, 95%, it's going to be he just saw one of Batman's old suits and spray-painted it. Sure, but I'm saying Red Death, I'll show you a picture right now, Josh, hold on, Red Death, Googling things on the fly, that's how podcasts work. It's the best way for it to work. So, I'm going to show you a picture here. It's got that, like, he's the red flat as a Batman and all that. So uh -huh. he has, yeah, it's very similar in idea and style. Because this Flash thing is taking a lot of, he's a lot of things. Also, he might have strangled a woman. Because Ezra Miller, there was a footage like a year or so ago now at this point of him. It's, 
I look this whole thing. We, no one knows anything about it. I'm just waiting until someone brings up in an interview for the movie and for him to just dodge the question. Those who don't know, there's a footage of Ezra Miller. If you look it up, you can find it very easily. I think still probably. Uh, Ezra Miller looks like he's strangling a fan. We don't actually know what's happening at all. There is no context to anything, no so we have no idea. Right. And it was also, I think it was in some foreign country. I just don't remember where. So it, we'll find out if it's problematic or not soon. But the movie looks interesting. I'd like to try to sell you on Michael Keaton again. It looks like he's bloody and his suit's all bloody on the floor there. I thought that was um, Affleck's. Well, it's fascinating. It is. We also got a trailer for a new trailer for The Batman in the DC fandom. Yay, I like it. Hey, what are you sweetheart? The way Penguin talks. I've I love the way he's talking in this movie. It's great. Colin Colin Farrell. He's my god. Unrecognizable. It's great. The Batman, you guys can go watch the trailer now. It's really cool. It's similar to the last one. The cinematography is beautiful. We got to see actually Andy, we actually got to see Andy Circus this time. We got to see more of the penguin. He's like, oh, watch it, sweetheart, to Batman, which is an I, odd thing to say to Batman. I got I got you. <laughs> I got you. And we got to see Riddler's latte art. Yes. Which he did played it himself. That's kind of fun. I, I imagine. He's using little if, fingers in the in the latte, strong around. Yes. Cool, yay or nay? I'd give it a hard yay. Yay on class trailer. Yay. Eh, why not? Yay. Yeah. It's got Michael Keaton, that's always fun. We got to see Ben Affleck again probably eventually. At some point. For probably like five minutes. We got to see a Black Adam first look where he just zaps a boy. He disintegrates a man, which is all I wanted from this movie. I wanted him, if he was going to play a villain like Black Adam, I wanted him to actually be a villain, and he just straight up disintegrates a man He's with his bare hand. also a bad guy that he's disintegrating. Because Black Adam is also a villain, but sometimes an anti-hero, but, so... But then if you're setting him up like that, then what's the point of him fighting Shazam? Right. There's a whole team of superheroes to fight him in this one movie. I think that he's set up himself as the main villain. And from the way that The Rock has been talking about the film, I'm willing to bet that's what the case is. The high hierarchy of power that change. It's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> I, I love that one tweet that um, so, what was it? someone said, like, uh, what is Shazam going to do um, when he fights Black Adam? And Dwayne Johnson replied with not a fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> it's great. I'm excited. Also, other things happen at Phantom. Moving on. Bisexuality, Josh. It's a thing that people are. Crazy. Like, a while ago we got about Tim Drake coming out by, which, duh. But what doesn't make sense to me is they they announced a Superboy, Superman character being bisexual. I think it's funny watching things like Fox News saying, Clark Kent can't be bi now. First of all, he's fictional. Second of all, he's an alien, so is it kind of bestiality anyway if he and, has sex with the humans? And third of all, it's, it's the wrong. It's the different Superman. It's his son, Jonathan Kent. Who, sure, why not? People always say, don't turn characters by, make new characters. This is a new character made about five years ago. He was introduced as a child, has grown up, and come out. That's a very natural way to do it. That's how it's supposed to be done. But that's what that is the creating a new character and doing it. That makes sense. But my thing is, is it's the wrong Superboy. I've I've been hearing about this from so many different people for like whenever it was that they announced it, and I think it's funny, especially because I finished Titans, and clearly Connor Kent is very much not by in the show, very clearly. Neither is Tim Drake probably not so much either yet, but no. been like two scenes probably or something. He's been in a few episodes. He hasn't done anything. No one did anything in the show. Kick someone to get by the Titans. Okay, here's my tiny little rant. Nope, nope, I'm nope. tiny, tiny, tiny. I was having, I wrote it in for you later. Oh, never mind then. I'll, I'll save it for later. Okay, so Tim Drake, uh, it's odd because Connor Kent and him flirt a lot, and Connor Kent also his generations. 
like Superboy, like in the same generation of sidekicks. But also, uh, Jonathan Kent has a book out and Connor Kent does not. That's probably the only reason why it's because Jonathan Kent is being written currently in continuity. I took it. I took it. Uh, has a book out like that. Jonathan literally wrote a book. No, no, like he has a I, current, I got comic, it. He has a current comic issue run going, whereas Connor Kent does not. Okay, at worst, people, you should be indifferent to this. No one should be angry at this. There's no reason. There's no reason to be angry at this. I'm literally indifferent because I do not read the comics. So if he was, great. If he's not, great. Does not matter to me. Like, it's, it's a positive, but also it's a net positive or just neutral otherwise. So yay! Yay! More diversity and making queer people, queer people represented. Love it. So, speaking of Tim Drake, Josh, the show Titans, which I talked about before a few months ago about the trailer, has now finished. I've watched none of it. Josh has watched the entire season three. <laughs> I hate... You have one minute to write about your best things or worst things in it. Go. <laughs> No! Okay. Uh, Tim Drake gets uh, called on to be on the Titans after doing one kick and one punch, uh, both that he said that he got from YouTube. Donna comes back from death from electricity, and she lasses herself up to electricity and does not die at all. Uh, uh, Dick Grayson dies at one point, has a weird moment of where he's Joker being the shit out of Jason Todd, makes no sense, doesn't do a single arc, no one has any arcs here, nothing makes any sense, Superboy could easily find out where Scarecrow was and end it all, but no, it takes 13 episodes to figure that out. Also, Red Hood storyline, they completely fuck it up, none of it matters at the end. Batman crowbars Joker, and he tries to commit suicide, and it's never mentioned. Um, everything is horrible, I hate it all, and I will definitely not be watching season 4. Also, Scarecrow in the season, they try to make him like, he's 10 steps ahead of everything, but it doesn't work, and it's just the worst. I hate it all. Can I say anything else? Because I don't know what else to say. That's a good, you have like, 5 seconds left. Yay! Don't watch Titans season 3. Don't watch Titans at all. Go watch Doom Patrol instead. That is agreed. Also, the fact that, first off, Batman fails at coming to suicide... <laughs> It, it's not first off, hold on. Please, if you're ever struggling, call a hotline, get some help, get some therapy, get some medication, something to help yourself always. Take a day off, relax yourself, mental health is very important. But Bruce Wayne, with the way he is, not fail at it. He just, he just... Doesn't Donna Troy stop him? He, he lights, he's, he goes to like the secret Wayne Manor in some other country that no one apparently knows about. And he just like gas, like pours gas everywhere. It's just going to like, you know, light himself up. But he gets himself knocked out from like, you know, the overwhelming of the fumes and everything. Don Troy just shows up out of nowhere after she comes back to life. I don't know how and don't know why. It's never explained. Uh, she saves him and that that's it. We don't see him again until the last episode. And it's never brought up again. Also from what I've heard about Titans, based on the fact that Bruce Wayne kills the Joker, there is zero reason for Red Hood to even exist as a murderer or Red Hood at all, because the entire story hinges on the, on the idea that Batman will not kill Joker. Exactly. And in the last episode, uh, Jason asks Bruce something like, did you kill Joker for me? And Bruce said yes, and uh, Jason says thank you. And that one exchange completely fundamentally both misunderstands both characters and the Red Hood storyline. So Buzz Lightyear's a movie. It is! We're getting a movie called Lightyear. It's a Pixar film about the character in universe of Toy Story that the toy of Buzz Lightyear is based on. So in universe, there is a movie and TV show about Buzz Lightyear and Star Command. They actually have a VHS, or yes, VHS tapes of, you can get a Buzz Lightyear, the adventures of, of Buzz Lightyear and, and Commander of Star Command. And it's fun, it has Zerg, it's like a little short animated thing. And it's fun, I have it, and that's like 20 years old, so now we're actually making a full movie about, but even before then, of the character. Josh, discuss your idea on the movie. My idea on the movie? Your thoughts on the movie. 
They're hard. they're oh. going so hard with this movie. It's very pretty. It looks so good. And like I'm very curious to see what it's like, but just the one teaser, I'm just like, they're wow, they're going for it, and I'm all here for it. I have no idea what it's really going to be like, but I hope it's um, high in emotions and action and space adventures for kids. I'm giving it a yay. Moving on, I think. Me too. Cool. Uncharted movie trailer. Oh, we boy. have even not a lot of time to talk about Josh. I'm aware. Uncharted's a movie that's happening. Uh, it looks like Peter Parker jumping on crates. <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings about this. I'm fine with Tom Holland playing a young Nathan Drake. I'm not fine with Mark Wahlberg playing Sully, especially after this. He just looks like he's doing his normal thing, which in some cases it's fine. Here, I don't think it is. But it's, my biggest gripe with it is that it seems like they're taking elements from all the different games and putting them into this. But especially the one that I didn't want them to touch at all in this is the, is the story of the fourth game. And I'm not going to get into it because it's too much, but... All of that game is is about exploring Nathan's character and his past and him coming to terms with everything in his life. It's a very good emotional story of exploration of this kind of character. But putting those story elements into a prequel doesn't really work, especially since you're missing key characters for the story. That's my two cents on it. I'm very worried, but I have hope. If nothing else, it looks like potentially a fun adventure movie. Yes, if nothing else, fine. if nothing else, it, it looks like the action's going to be fun, and it seems like that everyone had fun making the movie. Like, the stories of the first three games, they're not that complex. It was more just the fun characters and fun set pieces is why it worked. The fourth game is the only one that really actually explores the character and has more to its story than before. So, who knows? I'm giving a yay to make Josh upset. <laughs> The face that you were giving, you were just like, do I say it? Do I say it? I have not played a single Uncharted game, so I'm giving a hearty egg because it's a perfect adaptation of all of the games combined. Anyway, moving on. Um, movies have been delayed again. Which ones? Lots, actually. Oh, right. So, one thing is, Indiana Jones 5 has been delayed to 2023, and they're shooting it now. It's going to be three year, two years after they shot the movie that's going to come out. And he's already so old. He's already so old. He's already injured himself making the movie. I keep saying that this should not have existed. I love that James Mangold is directing it. I hope that he brings a lot of what he did with Logan onto this. But I really don't need this movie. All the other moving things that I have on the list here are Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was moved from March 25th to May 6th. Thor Love and Thunder was changed from May 6th to July 8th. Black Panther Wakanda Forever was uh, changed to... Uh, from November 11th to July 8th, moving the Marvels to 2023, and to July 28th, 2023. Also, I'm calling it that because Quantumania has a logo now, and it's just a bunch of circles. It, there, there's got to be a reason I for it. I now, I understand what letters mean. There has, too long. there has to be a reason for that, that we just don't know because we haven't seen the movie yet. Hopefully the trailer will explain it. That's the hope. I... Cool. It's just new. I don't have a yay or nay on that. It's just it's yeah. happening. My my theory on it is because of the strikes. They're like it, it's a contingency plan for in case like you know like the strikes go on for a long time. So they want to make sure that they still have a good release schedule. Yup. Also, other uh, there's Guardians and the Galaxy. A game came out of the Guardians of the Galaxy that Josh just bought today. I bought it. I got to play like five minutes of it, and I wanted to play more of it before we started this, but Sean said no. He denied me the chance. So all I can say is that, so far, the game looks pretty. It, looks, it does look pretty, doesn't it? He'll give you an update next week. Yes. 
Hopefully by then I'll also, have beat it. other games exist! Yes, I played some. There's a game called Multiverses coming out. Don't know. It's not a question. There's a game called Multiverses. I'm, a, I'm allowed to say I, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> it's a Warner Bros. ripoff of Smash Bros. And it may go free to play. So the idea of the game uh... will involve Shaggy Rogers in his like weird god form from memes. It will have Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, Tom and Jerry, Batman, and other Warner Brothers-like characters. The Ideas game will be claimed to be similar to Mortal Kombat mixed with Smash Bros. with WB characters. Mortal Kombat and Smash Bros., the way the fighting happens, are, are very, very different. It also could bring in Tony Soprano. It also could bring in Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. This is news from Games Beat. Uh, adventure beat, so... Why Tony Soprano? This is really funny to me. What? <laughs> okay, then. Sure. I'm giving this a nay. Because, uh, no, no. A yay. Because it's acknowledging the memes of Shaggy are canon in this world. The game only exists for the memes, so I'm giving it a yay. Brendan Fraser. The Renaissance. We're living in it. We're living in it, and I'm so happy we're living in it. Uh, he was just announced to be cast as Firefly in the Batwoman movie. Josh, do you know anything about who Firefly is? He's he's a uh, he's burned man, but he likes to make things hot. Basically, he is a man with wings and a flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> he has a jetpack and a flamethrower, and that's kind of his whole shtick. Yes. He often wears yellow, but sometimes he doesn't. He's a cool villain. I like a lot of the lower level villains in Gotham, and I think he would work really well. And Brendan Fraser already is a DC character, which is pretty cool. He doesn't do some Doom Patrol. <laughs> I thought you were saying that Brendan Fraser, the man himself, is a DC character. Yeah, he's <laughs> but yeah, playing, uh, he is—he is Robot Man in Doom Patrol, and he is fucking amazing in it. I love it. He's actually in the suit almost all the time. It's—it's it's so good. I love it. He's—if there's any reason to watch Doom Patrol, it is because of him. Meaning he'll probably commit to wearing a suit again if he's playing Firefly. Yeah. Well, I think I think right now he's either filming or he's just finishing filming a film where he had to gain like a huge amount of weight. So like it's gonna be a bit until he like loses that weight to well, um, for it. it. I mean, he could. Who knows? Also, Batwoman would... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Actually, I'm giving you because it's Burton Fraser, I want to see more of him in it. Yes. Brendan Fraser is always a, a yeah, yay. Somehow trumps the, the, our rules for now casting of the Netflix streaming thing. Yes. It's the same thing here with the streaming only instead of theater release, but this time it's got Brendan Fraser, so I'm on board. Look, it's our rules. We're allowed to do what we want. Speaking of weird creatures, sandworms. Yes. Dude. We saw it. Sandworms, people. Sandworms. They're big. We saw it in IMAX, so they were even bigger. That's a long movie. It was, but I loved it. We might do a mini episode of thing about just talk about the movie quickly. Maybe next week, who knows? But it's very pretty. It's very long. It's half of the book, and part two, which is announced, is be confirmed to come out. Yes. If you don't know anything about Dune, I'm not going to get into the plot, but be prepared. This is part one, and like most part ones, it is mostly talking. There's not a huge amount of action, so be prepared for it to be a very slow film. If you've seen Blade Runner 2049, uh, it's from the same director as that, so be prepared for a film very similar to that. He made Arrival. He made... Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners. Prisoners. He's a fantastic director. This movie, though, if you also not familiar with the story uh, of the book and how the book commentates on the white savior trope, this movie does not commentate on it yet. No, it it's the trope. It's it's the the commentary on it kind it's of in, in, inadvertently was saved for part two just because of how the story is structured. Which is unfortunate. So we is a little bit problematic in one aspect, but hopefully it's fixed. It's not a full story yet. The movie doesn't really have a, a clear cut ending yet. It kind of just stops and like wait for more. So yeah, it's good. If you're interested in it, go watch it. If you're interested in it, unless unless you can't, unless you are not able to actually see it in theaters for safety reasons or for other personal reasons, please go see this in theaters. I swear to you, it is an experience unlike any other. If you watch it at home, put your phone away, put your laptop away, or whoever you're watching on TV, because you do not need any distractions in this movie. You need to pay attention the entire time, and there's a lot of words, a lot of arrakis. A lot of a sand. Lot, a lot of sand. Spice. A lot of... A lot of pepper on this Arrakis planet. Yes, spicy spice. It's good. If you're watching it for Zendaya, don't watch it for that reason. She's in it for seven minutes. Watch it for the rest of the cast. They're all great. Right. Oscar Isaac has this beautiful beard. And they shaved his Momoas. It's trade off. <laughs> so, on to our Happy Halloween Kills main topic. Oh yeah, we saw those. So, we had never watched really the Halloweens. I had only seen the 2018 Halloween one. Yeah, I saw clips of the original. So we watched, both for the podcast and for our own enjoyment, Halloween from 1978, the original. We watched the 2018 Halloween film, and then this new sequel to it, Halloween Kills. Yes. It was a lot of Michael Myers for three days in a row. So much stabbing. A lot of stabbing. So many other random ways to kill. The, the gun in the door. <laughs> My just, favorite kill of the movie. Let's start with... How stupid the timeline is for Halloween. I'm going to explain the timeline of Halloween right now. If you're not familiar with the Halloween <laughs> films, also spoilers for Halloween, 1978 original, Halloween Kills. Well, we'll get that one actually later. later. 
We'll talk about Halloween first, and then Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills. There's not a huge amount to spoil for the original, though, for being I'm honest. Not spoil any of these. It's literally just a man who can't die gets stabbed a lot, and then stabbed back a lot. That's kind of the, the, the films. Especially this one. And it's got people who get killed a lot. That's the movies, and they take place around Halloween. On Halloween. On Halloween. So, the Halloween movie timeline is complicated. It starts with the movie Halloween 1978. Then we have a three-branch timeline, which branches again. So yeah. So really, it's four branches. We have the first Halloween, then if you want to continue immediately where it is, you can watch Halloween 2. And then from there, do you want to have Lori die or survive? If you want to have Lori die, who's the main antagonist to my main protagonist, slash, the one who Michael Myers is trying to kill for a lot of the movies, played by the wonderful... Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. If you want to continue from Halloween 2 and Lori lives, then you go to H2O, just out of water. No, H2O means Halloween 20 years later. And then from there, you go to Halloween Resurrection. If you want to go watch this time where Lori dies after Halloween 2, then go to Halloween 4, then Halloween 3, then Halloween 5. Because that makes sense, right? Yes. If instead you want to watch Halloween a remake... They can watch the remake, and then Halloween 2, which is a different Halloween 2 than the other Halloween 2. If you don't watch Halloween 2018, that is 40 years later instead of 20 years later, that branches off of Halloween 1. So, you have, after you see Halloween 1, you can either watch Halloween 2, Halloween for 2018, or the Halloween remake. I suggest watching the 2018 one. It's the best movie we've seen so far, or the three we've seen. And then from Halloween 2018, when you go to Halloween Kills, which would just come out. So, we are watching the what is called the middle timeline, Josh. Yes. The, the H4O timeline. It's, yeah. <sighs> so in the 1978 film, nothing really happens for an hour. Yep. It's like an hour 40-ish, hour 50, and it's, well, if you do not know what we're talking about, Michael Myers is the killer in these movies. He wears a Halloween, like this plain white mask that gets damaged over the years. Uh, it's pretty vague. It's based off of Captain Kirk's face. It's based, uh, what's his face? William Shatner? Yes. It's based off of William Shatner's face legitimately. And he wears a, a jumpsuit. Like a, basically a mechanics kind of jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And he, go, he as a six-year-old, stabbed his sister in the tits. That's literally how they phrase it in the movie. Uh, he killed his sister. As a six-year-old, walked into a room, stabbed her naked body, and killed her. Walked out when the police went to a, a psych ward for... 15 years, then came back to Halloween on Halloween night and murdered five people and a dog. And then was put in prison. And then from there, that's when the timeline branches, pretty much. That's the end of the first film. Not much to spoiler. Not, there's not much to spoil. It's kind of just, uh, he kills horny teens. And there's not much of a rhyme reason for it. And he also decorates the bodies. And it's very, yeah. it's not, he also moves a, a freaking gravestone. And he, Where does he keep it? His pockets aren't that deep. They're animal crossing pockets. They're huge. They're micro pockets. Oh. But not but not in the twenty eighteen one. That one's just a car mechanics um jumpsuit. It, it's very weird because he literally moves a freaking tombstone to his house, but he walks it just kind of just go with it most of it. He's is and isn't supernatural, depending on the timeline, and we'll get into that soon. Next up is the Halloween twenty eighteen film, which is what you watched. Which is the, 40 years after that. And that's where it gets really good. Genuinely good. Josh, what are your thoughts on the first movie? Yay or nay? 
I feel like I have to give it a yay because like it did so much for the genre of horror. But at the same time, I want to give it a nay because it's one, it's choose. so. Why can't I do both? That's literally the one rule we have this podcast. Oh, fine, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a nay. I was really bored out of my mind. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I give it a nay. Well, because there wasn't, there was zero gold at all for any of the movies. Things just happened, and I didn't like any character besides the one girl named Lindsay. With a small child, it was really funny because she just the way the kids were written in that movie. Mm-hmm. The, the way the kids are written in all the movies now we've seen are pretty good, but Laurie is the one smart character in that movie. In that first movie, and by smart I mean the one not stupid character. They make her smart by comparison. She's more just acting than a normal person. Anyway, on a 2018 film, Josh, good movie. Yes. That one is a hard day for me. Yes. If you have not seen any Halloween films and you watch one of the films, watch the Halloween one that came out in 2018. You don't need any other context for it. It was a soft reboot because it references the original one, but you also can just watch it how it is. This time, uh, the main character, Laurie Strode, she's, it's 40 years later. She has a daughter and a granddaughter who are kind of estranged from her now. They're isolated. She is consumed by paranoia for 40 years now. Of Michael might come back, and it's haunting and terrifying because he's still alive. He's still out there. Josh, good film? Yes. Good film. And even if you don't, you really honestly don't have to watch the original to watch this. That's what I just said, but yes. Yes. I like to make sure that I repeat things that I'm totally paying attention to. (laughs) I'm writing an email. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing my best, Julius. Thank you. All right. Halloween 2018 is really interesting because the way they treat Michael Myers and the way they treat a lot of the characters in it, you are not bored by any of the characters' plotlines pretty much. Nope. It all makes sense. It all it fits together. The town feels like a character. One change that doesn't make sense for continuity of the story. It makes sense logically in filmmaker world, but not in story world. So in 1978, they do trick-or-treating during the daytime. Yes. So in the, the first film, they trick-or-treat during the daytime, very, very clearly for budgetary reasons. Uh, yes. They need to light it. But usually you do that for safety's sake for the kids. Yes. And then the, this same town that Michael Myers came back to, 40 years later, now they trick or treat at night. Which, again, why would you change that aspect of the town from trick or treating during the daytime to trick or treating at nighttime? Well, it, I mean, usually it happens like, like, because as a kid, like, I would always see kids go out at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, to start trick or treating, and many would continue on until, like, you know, nighttime. Like, it's not an uncommon thing. And, uh, right. and like, he, like no one knew about Michael Myers, like, during the 70s. Like, they didn't know that he was a problem. And even now, he's been in jail for 40 years. No one ever suspected him right. of breaking out. Right, this town change when you actually have a history of this? It's not great. I, it's literally for aesthetic reasons. Yes. That's the actual reason why. Yes. Because logically, it wouldn't change that aspect. Correct. I know, it's fascinating. Halloween Kills pick up the exact second Halloween 2018 ends. Correct. Which is a smart plan. Correct. But 2018 is much more concise and... Uh, well put together film the Halloween Kills is. Yes. Halloween Kills is kind of nonsense for a lot of it. But Josh, evil dies tonight. They say that so much. My thing with Halloween Kills is that it seems like it's similar to like um, the Star Wars prequels and how it's just there to more build up for the final act, which is clearly the film that they want to tell, but they know they have that extra stuff that they need to get to to for it. Like middle, middle of a trilogy should still have an end to that film to any of the arcs that happen. Correct. No arc actually concludes in this film. There is including plot or character. Correct. At the end, Michael is kind of... Somewhat spoilersy here. At the end, Michael is kind of captured and then just gets away and it's in the house again. There's police everywhere. 
Look, and then all of a sudden, he's in the house and stabs them off. Look, if there's anything we've learned from these movies, he's great at teleporting or walking very slow and very fast and being yeah. very quiet. Michael Myers is the spot on Satan because he clearly can just either waddle or teleport. There is no in between. He is like an Enderman from Minecraft. He can either walk very, very slowly or just teleport around. This is how we get the Minecraft movie. <laughs> Michael Myers is all the Enderman. Yeah, I mean, they're all fun in a way. Yeah. If you are okay, it's also gory, so if you don't like that kind of stuff and don't watch this, there are some very dragged out kills. In which one? Uh, Halloween Kills. That it, was... it was like three minutes of him being stabbed and dragged and hurt. I thought it was, I thought it, was it, it, it got creative. That one guy, he just like grabs all the kitchen knives and just keeps stabbing him. <laughs> just like Michael, so he's, he's already dead. There are also families that are introduced just to be killed that are old lady and old man living together. I have no effect on the story at all. I have no relation to any other characters in the story. I mean, that's that's kind of what you expect from a slasher film, though, that characters just to be there just to be the dead bodies. I'm fine with characters being there just to be dead bodies, but as they're in later in the film, the story is pretty messy. Look, there's one thing I expect from the, from any slasher film is just, there to be pointless characters just to die. Again, I said, I'm, yes, I agree. I'm fine with that. It's just, but this runtime is so messy and it's long and there's just... It's not long. It's like an hour 40. It feels long because none of the stories are coherent. Mm. There's numerous plot lines. It's very fun. It's very frivolous. I'd watch it again because I'm enthralled by the idea of Michael Myers at this point now. I'd invest in this lore. It's completely stupid, the fact that he cannot die. Actually, the fact that no one ever shoots his head or goes through the head in any way. There were so many times that they could have shot him or hit him in the head. Like, like Anthony Michael Hall like has a baseball bat the whole film, and like you're not going to try to crack his head like an egg? At one point, in Helen Kills, a whole town has him surrounded. And they stop hitting him. He's beaten down the ground. Well, because they think he's dead. And then they take turns when he gets starts to get back up, because of course he gets back up. They literally take turns hitting him again. Start fighting again, together again. If they watched it chapter one, they would have known that being the shit out of him together would equal success. Also, like we learned in the Halloween twenty eighteen that he can lose fingers. I mean, parts of his body can be detached. Rip off his arms, cut him off. Because there are actual solutions to this problem here, Just... but they're not addressed because they want you to yell at the screen like, "No, don't do that." They want you to say, "Don't go in there." No, because they need a sequel. Right. I, they don't actually need a sequel. They could just end the franchise. Or they need a sequel. I thought it was very interesting the way they had Because when you think at the end of the, of the 2018 film that you that they defeat him because he's burned alive. Like Story-wise, that's an, it can be exclusive. He's burned alive. The second we see Helen Kills, fire trucks go over that way. And it's like, as an audience member, it's, no, don't do that. Yeah. But also, like in reality, like did she not expect that to fire, happen? Right. <laughs> of course there'll be a fire truck coming. Also, all the firefighters in great shape could not defeat this 60-year-old man. Again, because they've attacked him one-on-one. On one. But he... How did Michael Myers learn ninja skills? It's best to not think about these things. I didn't drive a car very well. Books. Did you not watch the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? He trained them all by reading a book. It's true. Overall, fun movie? Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it twice now, right? Yeah. I love seeing the headlines that of saying Michael Myers is homophobic. Because also, <laughs> Michael Myers in this movie, they have just, this is a trope that doesn't need to be in the movie at all. They have the, the gay couple that's in there to die. But why? They literally did not, that did not have to happen the way it did. How at least one of the two of those arrive? I, w- I will say, they could have gone even more stereotypical with them, with them being, um, with them being gay, but they actually didn't, and I was surprised by that. I was, they had the names 
Big John and Little John. They have the same fucking name. It's very odd because it number two got criticized for the same thing of the hate crime and, and Pennywise is ripping apart. Well, what's weird about that is that's like almost exactly how it goes in the book, and even in the book, it's just like why? Yeah. Well, I guess, well, no. Book, it makes more sense because it came out in the 80s during the AIDS epidemic. So in that, it makes more sense for the time. But you could change that for the movie. I will, actually, I will say he should have ran at the end. But, <laughs> okay, Baby John and Little John, this gay couple get killed by Michael Myers because everyone, almost everyone in the movie gets killed by Michael Myers. That makes sense. A lot of people do. Yeah. The, the people that, like, all go after him basically die. Except for, like, a few people. Yes, let's bat man together. Oh, actually, let's split up. I get the idea to cover more ground. Also, a little funny, it's like, this is a man who is murdering everyone. Yeah. They don't actually know how much he can do now. That makes sense. It's very weird the talent show they had. Uh, Tommy's character just walked up and like, I'm not going to do a talent here. Gonna mind you all of gruesome murders. Cool, bye. <laughs> what was that? I will say, it's weird. The only other thing I've seen Anthony Michael Hall in, aside from his 80s movies, was in The Dark Knight. So it's weird to see him go from... He was the reporter in The, in the oh, Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. 2018 was the best one so far? Yep. So how dumb is this timeline? Because in the, in the side timeline, one of them, we learn, spoilers for Halloween's 2 through 5, I guess, that he's actually the secret brother of Laurie Strode. And it's a battle of good and evil between the two of them. That he has a connection to her supernaturally as well as well as the fact that he has an ancient curse on him and he will keep being revived unless something something vague magic this is why i don't watch the sequels also because i've heard they're bad maybe watch them next year who knows do i want to though well, we have to have a halloween special every year josh it doesn't have to be about the halloween movies though it could be about other screams, halloween things all of the screams we could scream five or just it's called scream Again, this is another thing I hate about these horror franchises being rebooted. The new sequels or reboots, they just call themselves after the original title, even though they're sequels. The new Scream movie, it's Scream 5, but they're calling it Scream. I don't know why. Good movie to watch if you like slashers. Jamie Lee Curtis is in a hospital bed for most of the movie. She does not get to do anything. For for narrative reasons, it makes sense. Yes. But also, it's upsetting. You yeah. Also, the first, the Plank King one was so good because she was such a great performance in it. Oh, yeah. She was the best part of that movie. Oh, yeah. And in this one, it's, I had to sit in a bed and be lied to. That's her character. And it sucks. Also, they killed the wrong man. We're the monster, actually, guys. Society's the monster. That's an actual theme in this movie. Society is the real villain. Yeah, this movie tries to do a lot when it needed to do less. <laughs> there are mixed themes in this movie. A lot of it takes to the slashy slashy. Just go watch for people getting stabbed in funny ways. I will, however, say I hope Hell Ends they do make him touch on the supernatural aspect of him again because I want to have definitively that he is not a normal man. Because he keeps saying, he's just human, human, we can kill him. You have burned him alive, you have shot him repeatedly. He has been stabbed, he has been twisted, he has been all these So many things and he's fine. He got, he literally got stabbed with a pitchfork, got his like neck basically broken on a stair and then just walked it off. I will say, dumbest weapon award in the movie goes to a woman holding an iron. The character of Lindsay... Uh, I was going to go with Big John's using the tiny little uh, cheese knife. That's like, what bad. was he going to do with that? That's bad, but I mean, entire, entire town, in a small town that would definitely have guns in a rural area, uh, bring out bats, and yeah, that's fine. But this one brings out an iron from her ironing board. I mean... They all bring weapons that are close-range weapons. And he's got the close-range attacking. Bring out the guns. You, you clearly should have guns in this town. I feel like... 
All but the sheriff loses all power. He really does. It's kind of funny, honestly. There's a cop in a hospital who loses all say because Tommy, the kid in the first one who's now older, he just keeps saying "evil dies tonight" and, and then he unites yeah, the town. <laughs> the sheriff's the whole. I love on on my second watch is watching the sheriff just kind of be like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what is happening? Like, he's just clearly like lost as to what's happening, and it's kind and of funny." They drive an innocent mental hospital patient to suicide. Yeah. This movie has some really weird mixed themes in it that it it does. <laughs> just be more concise. Like, focus on the best part of the movie you could focus on. Also, Connor should not been forgiven for cheating, but I get it. Yeah, because like it's clear, clear, but also I think clearly in the moment it's just like I almost died tonight. There's been so much that's been happening. This we'll, we'll worry about it later. It just shows that love is more powerful than, than death, except that when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not for him. Those are the movies you should watch: the 2018 one, and I guess this one. You, could, I think if you want to watch the first one for context, you can do that. You can. You don't necessarily have to, you but but you watch can. Watch a recap online instead, yeah. or read a recap of the best scenes or something. I know we're going to piss off a lot of diehard horror fans on our negative comments on the original. It's just so slow and boring and nothing happens. I love what I like the slowness in that movie. It has a good opening scene. I like the opening scene with oh, the, yeah, yeah. the six-year-old version of him. It's well done. It does, doesn't really make sense for him to be POV stabbing his sister and looking at his hand, though. Or looking at her nude breasts. I don't think he was necessarily focused on that. No, but the movie was. Well, yeah, because it was the 70s, and it was an R-rated movie. Right, gotta show this, this tits. So, Josh, there are weird stories and, and superheroes and stuff. I'm talking about Pepsi Man. You're talking about the video game? The video game, the character, the weirdness that is Pepsi Man. I remember, I've seen, like, clips of the game, but that's all I rem- remember of this. So, what do you know about Pepsi Man? He got a video game on the original PlayStation, and he makes you drink Pepsi, I think. So Pepsi Man is... I'm sorry, Pepsi, please don't kill us for this, or don't, don't kill us. Don't, don't Michael Myers us, Pepsi. So it's an official Pepsi mascot from Pepsi's Japanese corporate branch. Huh, did not know that. Me either. So it was created around the 1990s, uh, which makes complete sense. Yep. It's a very 90s thing. Did Coke do something similar, and that's why they did this? No, this is just a Japanese idea they had. Okay. It's fascinating because it took out, he took out three different outfits, each one representing the current style of Pepsi can. How many Pepsis were being made? There was, there was original, there's diet, and what's the other one? Uh, it's like clear Pepsi, Pepsi. Yeah. I thought that stopped like in the 80s, and then I know they brought it back. Or maybe it was in the 90s. Yeah, it was, it was 90s. Gotcha. It was an. 1992 to 94 ish. So, yeah, that's where it was from. I remember when they brought Crystal Pepsi back a couple years ago. I bought a to try it. It was weird. Did it taste like Pepsi? It did, but, like, there was, I don't know, there was something off about it. Like, just slightly off. 12 commercials were created around the speech of the character. So, not a lot, but, like, that's also a decent amount to have to do, yeah. right? His role in the advertisements is to appear with Pepsi to thirsty people or people craving soda. Here you go. Ah, drink that. Kind of like Kool-Aid Man a little bit. Yeah, but Kool-Aid Man, like, cool. is... Yeah. <laughs> he he bounces out of walls. Pepsi Man is mostly silent. He has no face except for a hole that opens up whenever he delivers a Pepsi. <laughs> Wait. Well, that's horrifying. Another more minor mascot, Pepsi Woman, also featuring a few of her own commercials for Pepsi Twist. Her appearance is basically a female Pepsi Man wearing a lemon-shaped uh, balaclava. Cool. 
Now, in 1994, Sega AM2 released the Sega Saturn version of its arcade fighting game, Fighting Vipers. In this game, Captain Man was included as a special character, with a specialty listed as being the ability to quench one's thirst. That's Sokka? That sounds suggestive. He does not appear in any other version or sequel. <laughs> I wonder why. In 1999, KID developed a video game for the PlayStation called Pepsi Man. And that's where this video, the rest of this talk will bring us to the Pepsi Man video game. So again, it is technically a superhero, but also not one. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's an action game. Uh, for PlayStation, it was released in Japan, 1999. And the game's the mascot. So it focuses on the player going obstacles by running, dashing, jumping. While Pepsi Man automatically runs forward throughout each of the game stages. So it's kind of like Pebble Run then. I guess. In like, mechanics? I've not actually played, I've seen gameplay this before. Like people have done this in tournaments and speed runs on Twitch and stuff. And I think it's so fascinating. It's really like often compared against like Crash Bandicoot. And I think it's very fat like in its, its simplicity and its style. It was also a writer, uh, writer for Complex, included on a list of company branded games that didn't suck. Commenting that it is not a bad game as long as the player can tolerate the large amount of advertising in it. But it's gained more attraction from Let's Play channels and from speedruns on Twitch and legit tournaments have had this game. That's so what you're telling me is they're going to pull another Shaq Fu and, re and remake this game. What is Shaq Fu? How do you not know about Shaq Fu? Is, that, is, that is Shaquille O'Neal in a Kung Fu fighting game? Wait, I just Google this now. Holy shit. How have you never heard of this? This is, oh my god, this looks amazing. I need to play it now. It was, the original was awful and horrible, but then the remake you can actually, it's a playable game. It was crowdfunded, I th I'm pretty sure. That's pretty cool. Pepsi Man takes place in three stages. San Francisco, New York, and Texas. Of that course. In the original version of it. And then the last one takes place in Pepsi City. Is everyone Pepsi or does everyone drink Pepsi? It doesn't say. It just says Pepsi City. With Pepsi branded obstacles. Okay. Everything is a Pepsi thing at that point. Every house, like tree, every car. Why does that sound like a future dystopian film made in the mid 90s? Mac and me? What? Let's not talk about that. Um, in some stages, Pepsi Man's head becomes stuck inside a steel drum, which inverts the controls. And in some, he rides on a skateboard, which requires the player to avoid all obstacles. Cool. S Subway Surfer took a lot from this game. Yeah, it kind of did. Its reception was mixed at first. Comparing it to like, Metro Cross Funeral Roy, it was called Super Simple. But anyway, apparently it didn't suck. The game is obsessed with America and portrays Americans as unhygienic hillbillies. <laughs> In a manner that makes it unclear if it was a self-aware parody or not. I hope that they never explain it. That sounds amazing. Unhygienic hillbillies. That's what uh, his reviewer Ian said early on. So that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. In 2011, Alistair Pinstoff uh, constructively reviewed the game and described it as that. So that's very fascinating to me. I don't play the game, but I hope for hope to God that there actually are people who look like unhygienic hillbillies in this game. And I want to keep the story short, but Pepsi Man is a game and a character in the mid 90s who is very 90s. Do you know what he looks like? Ah, uh, vaguely. Ah, yeah, that's right. You saw what he looked like. He looks dumb. Yes, yes, He's he does. He's got a chain around his neck. He, he do. I, I'm not a fan. I mean, that's fascinating. Yes. Would you enjoy seeing more superheroes in Soda? 
Not once has that ever been a thought that has occurred in my life, so I'm going to go with no on that one. Just like when it would go alongside, though, in Mac and Me, that kind of idea of, look, a whole... I only watch a Pepsi Man movie solely because it feels like it'd be the same level of hand-fisted branding as Mac and Me. Yes, yes it would. And I've watched Mac and Me. If you don't know what Mac and Me is, the audience is a movie about an E.T. ripoff about Coke and McDonald's. Yes. I've only ever seen clips of it, and that's all I will ever see of it. It's very weird. But yeah, that's our Super Red Story of the Week, and that's about our episode. We talk about Halloween. Happy Halloween, kill. Follow us on all the social medias and such. You can follow the Nerd Talk Productions Twitter at nerdtalk underscore prod. Also, email us with your questions at nerdtalkproductionsyt at gmail.com. And tweet at us with the hashtag geekspeakpod. Or tweet at Josh. Annoy him. Spam him. Uh, eh, sure, why not? I'm, I've been a bit bored this week. Sure, I could, I could always use some friends. Podcast friends? Yes. If you do a podcast or own a podcast, then friend me up. I don't really know what to do with that, but do it. What's your Twitter, Josh? Uh, J underscore Rudy 28. Instagram, J underscore Rudy 16. Don't ask me why they're both different. YouTube channel, Josh Rudolph. My video about the movie Nobody hit 10,000 views out of nowhere, so that was pretty neat. Also, Josh had Letterbox. What's Letterbox? Josh. Nerd for film 28. And those numbers are, in fact, numbers. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at TheFeeNerd. And I also run the Nerd Talk slash Geek Speak stuff. That's about our podcast for the week. I'm Ed. This is a fun time. And we talked about my sexuality and Uncharted and Brendan Fraser and Shaggy as a God, as well as Halloween's. Halloween! And if you want to see the decom for this episode, it'll come out probably either the exact Hemesis or the next day about Halloween Town 2, Revenge of Calabar? Calabar's Revenge. Calabar's Revenge. Alright, thank you for listening. Make sure to go and listen to the decom then. Yep. See you next time. Peace! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.